Avast ye landlubbers, this here be the Once Upon a Time fan podcast. This be an unofficial podcast dedicated to the hit ABC TV show, Once Upon a Time. This be the first thoughts episode where we give our first thoughts of the amazing Once Upon a Time episode we just be a-watching. Well, I was watching with me good eye, so I'll do the best I can. And now we be sailing for Once Upon a Time treasure, so climb aboard. Here is our captain and first mate of the Once Upon a Time fan podcast. Captain, permission to come aboard? Permission granted. But you with the cloak, no way. No cloak. You are not coming on this ship. Well, look. We'll let people with cloaks on if they take them off, because we got to inspect. Right. And if they're as handsome as me... They can come on board. Hmm. Welcome, everyone, to the Once Upon a Time fan podcast. I am still Jeff Roney, and I'm joined by my lovely wife. Mm-hmm. Colleen Roney. And we are here to discuss The Tower. Yes. The newest episode of Once Upon a Time. And this is podcast number 211. And the show notes can be found at onceuponatimepodcast.com slash 211. Mm-hmm. And I want to quickly welcome any new listeners out there. Hello. Hi. Hi. Whether you're a Disney fan or a Star Wars fan or maybe a knitting fan, welcome. Yeah. Welcome to our podcast. So this was a very interesting, different kind of episode tonight. Yeah. I see this as a setup Yes. For things to come. Some call them fillers. Sure. Some call them setups. Mm-hmm. It's kind of reminded me a bit of um, the episode about the genie, sort of. Hmm. It's kind of, uh, it had a story to tell, but then there was other things that kind of will come into play later. Right. So. Right. 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 Definitely, there is a, a huge kind of an emotional... Uh, basis to it that we'll kind of talk about in a bit. Uh, but did you notice the dove flying out of the charming slash Regina Castle at the beginning? Yes, I did actually. I didn't know if there was this, any significance to that or just there. Hmm. Um. Well, I know Snow talks to birds and stuff, and I thought there were doves in the original movie or the story so yeah that might be this was really kind of specifically there well and and doves usually signify peace yeah so that being the case that you know they finally feel like they have some peace or there's peace in the castle with regina and snow maybe peace was leaving i don't know (laughs) well that could be too the the scene in the nursery was just it was really neat gorgeous and neat Oh, her dress was yes. unbelievable. She looked gorgeous. I mean, she always looks really good, but wow, that was just unbelievable. The Now, help me out here because I'm no good at this kind of thing. What's the princess's daughter? Is she princess as well? Well, yeah, a princess's daughter would still be a princess. Typically, they're lady until they become okay. a princess. So but whoever there she are, is. Technically, she's a princess. Emma was talking about her first ball. And she did not, mm. you know, know how to dance. And Daddy was teaching her to dance. And obviously, as we've watched the entire episode, spoiler alert to the end. <laughs> yeah. I think that really uh, it mirrors Charming's fear of being a father. Okay. Yeah. And so her being nervous about not knowing what to do with the ball... Mm-hmm. Very important event. You must know how to dance, how to act, and all that. Charming's fear of being right. a father. And then obviously it ties together when the uh, wardrobe opens up and we see a very once upon a time in Wonderland uh, little whirly hole. Rabbit hole? Rabbit hole. Yeah. And, you know, she says, You failed me. Yeah. And that's why. 
Which, again, is his own insecurity and fear playing upon himself. Mm -hmm. He's having to face, in his dreams, he's having to face his own reality, which is that he feels like he failed her. But this was way before any kind of night route, drinking. Correct. Any any of that. And that's the other interesting part Mm -hmm. is that, yeah, this is before any kind of night route. But, yes, uh, the last thing she said going through the portal again mm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. the second time yeah is uh, don't fail the next one right and he and didn't know they were pregnant to... at that point that is correct so it was almost a premonition of sorts because snow literally told him like the next you mm-hmm. know when he woke up i am guess what I, we're pregnant i am a little slow and i could i s- kind of didn't know w- when this was at first it's like man but then I, I caught up and I go, okay, this is that missing year. Yeah, it's during That's the missing year, is. and it's a few months into yeah, it. Yeah. So they're they're going to use the flashbacks to kind of fill in that year. Sure. So, all right. Uh, so it kind of reminded me of a Twilight Zone, some kind of a weird, you know, with the baby's head and the blue light and everything spinning around. It was really strange. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, it was a dream. And I suppose that anyone kind of watching it would kind of see that perhaps it was a dream when he said, this isn't supposed to be here. I, so hmm. anyway, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so yes, uh, Snow's pregnant. Snow she is pregnant. tells him. And uh, so, yeah, that's when I realized it was uh, during the cursed forgotten past year. Right, right. I suspected that's when it was because the fact that Emma was already grown mm-hmm. led me to believe that was when this was. Yeah. It was actually a potential current day in Storybrooke dream as well, is what I thought. Perhaps he'd wake up and be in current day Storybrooke. Yeah. But then I realized, oh, no, this is a flashback. I would imagine that there were many ugly ducklings and many charmers that loved that scene. And I loved mm-hmm. it, too. I, I thought it was really sweet and tender and nice. Yeah. And um, it was it was very especially sweet when she said daddy. Yes. Call him daddy. Oh, mm-hmm. that was pretty heart-wrenching, actually. The, the, the interesting thing, too, is that this show is it never lets anything really completely happy play out. If you ever watch... A group of these episodes, if you watch them all, you can almost set your clock. When something good is happening, there's always something bad. Well, sure. Just take, for example, the David Mary Margaret kiss outside of Granny's, and they do that camera spin around, the one over by mm-hmm. the boat and mm-hmm. the, all that. Yeah. When they're done, the camera spins around, and there is Regina spying from the car. Mm-hmm. There's always something bad happening after something good. So anyway, just... Wanted to bring that up. Regina points out something very interesting in the conversation in the Charming's Loft. Mm-hmm. Regina is there again. Mm-hmm. So, again, she and Hook now are kind of part of the family. Well, they're, sure. They're, it's well, Regina kind of normal is to, part of the family, and Hook's, uh, right, Hook's but, wanting to be a part of the family. But normally, yeah. Regina and Hook in the past have right. kind oh, of yeah. not They've, been... Right. No, I totally there. get what you're saying. Uh, she says, uh, we're cursed... Uh, talking about Zelina, mm-hmm. we're cursed and she'll look like any one of us. And I just wrote down, uh, the curse always includes a loophole for the caster. There's mm-hmm. always some kind of a thing right. where they, something. Right. Yeah. They're outside um, of the curse. Right. And um, Which actually, in technicality, if she's outside the curse, then she should still be green. Right. And, if she's and, outside the curse. And so we talked about it at least once that we think that Emerald may have something to do with Possibly. it. Possibly. Possibly. Yeah. Uh, all right. So Hook still thinks Neil is a flying monkey. And, uh, <laughs> you know, it's this little kind of jab. Well, sure. You know. Sure. He wants, he's in love with Emma. He wants to be with her and he wants her to pick him. Do you blame her? No. I know. I but, sure don't. But he. Yeah, it's always well. Flying monkey could be. Yeah, uh, I'm still kind of betting that he and Bell are are have been to Rumpel's estate on their way there. But but Bell is it? Eh, 
Bell's at Bell's at Gold Shop. Never mind. Just, Which means she's probably staying I in the Neil, house though, as I well. I think Neil is is is. Neil didn't know. have a house. Remember, Neil had no permanent know, residence here, so Neil may not even be there, and maybe or maybe he's locked up somewhere. I got a, he has a, gr- a room at Granny's or something. Well, he did when yeah. he came to visit. When right. he and Tamara came to visit. But here's the thing: where is he now? Maybe he's locked up somewhere. I mean, Zelina has his dad locked up. What's to prevent her from locking him up somewhere? We'll take a quick little detour. I'm pretty sure Luli met uh, Tamara, mm-hmm. the yeah. actress yeah, that yeah. played Tamara. Sneakwa Megacon. Green, I think is her name. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Hi, Luli. Hi. Just saying hi to you. Lucky. She's lucky. Yeah. All right. Uh, so they wanted to search for physical evidence in Regina's office left by Zelina. And the whole looking in the office and all this kind of uh, searching around and private investigation reminds me of the fruit of the poisonous tree mm. with Sydney and Emma. Yeah, it yeah, just yeah. kind of just the whole little, little thing. Yeah. Uh, Regina mentioned Nancy Drew. <laughs> that was pretty. So funny. who played Nancy Drew? Pamela in, Sue Martin yeah. in the original TV series. Pamela Sue Martin. Yeah. That is correct. I was just testing you. Which is funny because actually by the description that um, Carolyn Keene had for Nancy Drew. Yeah, I know Nancy Drew pretty well because I read most of Nancy Drew books when I was growing up. I still have a few and I love them. I still love them to this day. Anyway, she was described as a Titian blonde, which is kind of a reddish blonde hair. Mm. Almost more like Zelina's hair color instead of Pamela Sue Martin had dark brown hair. Yep. Anyway. All right. Uh, the scene with Regina and Henry um, was very uh, talent and, and it was was very nice. And yeah. um, but I don't want to skip ahead to that. It was uh, Emma kind of caught Regina as she was heading out the door from their little uh, discussion there. Right. And she goes, you know, don't tell Henry who you are. You know, she right. just kind of bristled a bit and said, look, I know what I'm doing. You right. know, you don't have to tell me that. Well, because the whole thing was, you know, we need to protect him. Right. And then she's like, are you volunteering? Emma said that to her. And she goes, well, you know, do you have a better idea or something to that effect? And yeah, it's that whole thing. Of, well, fine, but don't tell him who you are. And that's when she got all bristly and was like, you know. Yeah. I mean, there's a thread um, that's in... In certain episodes, but I think now especially is lying about who you are. And there's a lot of levels to that. There's a lot of meanings to that. But it's just, you know, living this lie. And it it, it, it was brought up. Uh, remember, Hook talked about that to Emma. Yeah. Living a lie. Yeah. You could stay here and live, but it's a lie. Right. And we're kind of, they're doing it. To to save Henry from freaking out, but they're kind of Correct. living a lie now. Yeah, so, they are. So it's it's the opposite. Emma actually's living the truth, but to protect Henry, Regina's living a lie to kind of say I'm the mayor, and she may or may not be. But anyway, it's just, the funny thing is about this so. curse is that once again Regina knows who she is. She's yes. only she she's the she knows who she is. She's never forgotten who she is. Which would be a really interesting twist if they ever made it so she would forget who she is and they had to convince her. Now, how funny would that be? But but in this case, you're right. Everyone else is living a little bit of a lie. They're they're to Henry to Henry specifically. But they are also hiding things from each other. Mm -hmm. I mean, Hook Hook is still kind of not. I mean, he's acting all noble and what have you, and you know, rakish as he normally would. But he's in pain. Uh, Charming is terrified about this new baby Mm -hmm. and the fact that he's not sure he can be a good father to this new baby. Um, You know, Mary Margaret has indicated she's a little bit afraid of of what's going to happen. So, I mean, they're all kind of, they've kind of been going around pretending, but they're starting to face it one by one. I I will. Okay, let's move on because I I have... Something interesting to say okay. about that. All right. All right. Uh, so Rumple is spinning again. Yes, he is. And he said, "Clears the mind, soothes the soul." Yes. And I'm just wondering why is he spinning strong to gold? 
Because that's what he knows. That's that kind of rhymed, actually, to too, by the way. Yes, it did My a notes. little bit. Yeah, it did. So maybe that's all. Maybe that's all he does. Um, maybe that. Well, remember, you know. remember back when he and Belle in right. in season one, mm-hmm. when she was trying to get to the deepest part of him and understand who he was and learn about him. He pretty much spun, and she's like, "Why do you spend all the time?" And he says, "To um, help me forget." Hmm. Yeah. Okay. So there's a part of me that thinks that's why he's spinning. It's to forget what's really going on. I forgot about that. Very good. All right. Uh, somehow Zelina has the dark one dagger. Right. And I'm dying to know how I, she's got how she got that. I'm. I wondered if it reset after Rumple stabbed his father. So. It, it and and I don't know. Also, I think it did the, because the, the, he stabbed his father. We didn't see him stab himself, right? But then he disappeared with him. Where mm-hmm. did they end up? His father, di- uh, his father died. He should have died. Mm-hmm. We know that. But then now, where did Rumple end up? And did the dagger go with him? Because again, his shadow had it and brought it to him. But is his shadow back with him? Did the shadow come back and attach itself to him? Is that what's going on here? Did the shadow somehow get under Zelina's command and take the dagger to her after Rumple got done with it? I mean, there's so many questions. Right. It's I. I'm honestly can't wait to. I honestly can't wait to see what's going to happen with that. But I was very happy to see Rumple, and he looked amazing. Did how did she find it? You asked that question. Yep. Uh, my question is: Is that the real dagger? Seems to be because he's certainly and is Rumple playing her, and that's that'd be the next thing is if it is the real dagger, then yeah, she's controlling him. If it's not and he's playing her, which would be freaking awesome if that's the case, then wow, even Rumple's a better actor than we thought he was. Right. So Rumple said another one of his little phrases: "All the voices in my head will be quiet when I'm." Dead. Yes. And uh, so what I was wondering is, that, does that Because I think he wanted her to kill him. Yeah. And maybe get the power back. I, it wouldn't have given him the power back, though. Okay. So, you know, and I was wondering, does that mean the Dark One part, is it already dead? I mean, there's so many... I don't think so. I don't think that that's the case. I think she still controls him. And she tells him when he can and can't use magic. Because clearly, if she's controlling him, if he has control over when he can and can't use magic, then he all he has to do is just get rid of her. Right? Yeah. So he doesn't get to use his magic free will right now because he doesn't control the dagger. So he's not in control of himself anymore. And that's what's making him a little crazy or pretending to be crazy because... The more he pretends to be crazy, maybe he is waiting for her to try to stab him and kill him with the I, dagger. Because then at that point in time, if he tries to reach up and grab, would then he be able to uh, assume the Dark One control again? Because he would have the dagger in his hand as well. Do you know what I mean? There's so many things about that that are just... I, I'm just really looking forward to what they're going to do to to play that out next. I don't think that... That's the real dagger. <clears throat> I think he's playing her. That's just my opinion. Mm-hmm. All right. So, and I... The shaving I, scene? Hold on. Oh. We, we have not uh, mentioned the fact that Rumpel killing his father was a very Regina move. Well, yeah, that's true. I, I've never thought about that till no, tonight. No, I didn't think about that either. And again, it wasn't for power. It was actually to distinguish power. Get rid of it. Well, it was to protect so. his family. Yeah, yeah. He's actually being very noble. Regina killed her mom. Well, no, she didn't kill her mom. Well, she thought she did. Regina killed her father to exact revenge. Right. Regina killed her mom because she was thought she killed her mom because she was frustrated with her. Yes. Rumpel killed his own father to destroy him and get rid of all that evilness, and to protect his family. And he sacrificed himself. So it was kind of the exact opposite. It was actually more of a charming snow move. Okay. Even though it was an action that Regina would have taken, it was a snow and charming kind of a move. Zelina's father. She mentioned the father. She said his hands would shake from drink or worse. Well, 
sorry, little Wookiee. Um, <clears throat> was that her father father or was that a stepfather? Yeah. Was that who raised question. her? Because she said she lived in horrible conditions. Yes. doesn't mean it was her father father. Okay. It could very well be that it is her stepfather. Which is interesting because actually then later on we see Charming taking a drink, a few of them, yes. from a flask. Right. I wrote that down as well. And it was uh, it was like uh, bros and brews. That's what I wrote down. <laughs> you know, it's, Okay, you, that's mildly a, amusing, but it was actually a serious thing because it could have turned into a real problem. He took uh, a cue from Hook. Yeah, he did. See, everybody's taking cues from everybody else. Right. But, um, no, her father, I'm very fascinated. Was that the truth? Was that a lie? What is she telling that? We, how do we know what she's really being honest about? We don't know. We really don't. The shaving scene, yeah. in a way, reminded me of the spinning scene. With Cora. With young Cora. Oh, yeah. And Rumple. Yeah, but it was different. I I get that, but there was some type of uh, no, I mean, edge the vibe. To it. The vibe mm. to it for me was very different. It was very different. It was Rumple feeling very uncomfortable. Yeah, and she was trying to be a seductress, but yet at the same time, not so much. Mm-hmm. It was very. Um, there were there were moments of it you kind of go, "Wow, okay." That's a very intimate thing to shave someone. Sure, it really is. Yeah. So it's that whole, there's a power play, especially because she was the one doing it and she was talking about her father and how he clearly was not a nice man. So, I mean, for her, she was kind of in angry mode. That's not the kind of person you want shaving you. Mm. And she nicked him. Right. Of course. And then he snapped out of it almost like, wait a second. Why? Wait a minute. What do you what do you want? What are you really after? He knew. Mm-hmm. And then when he realized I think that's why he later on did what he did because I think he realized what she was going to do. Or at least part of the way. So again, is he faking it? Is he really trying to escape her? He it's funny. He it's almost like he's reverted back to being a coward. Right. Okay. So it's kind of like he's not fully Rumple. Okay. He is, but he's not. It's Rumple pre Dark One, mm-hmm. but yet he has the power of the Dark One. Oh, uh, you don't know that. I mean, you, you're, you're. Well, I'm you're assuming, assuming so because, but... again. We'll see. It'll be we'll interesting see. to see how that plays out. But so, do you see what I'm saying? Yeah. And I'm talking about because based on what I saw in the promo, too, for next week, which I'm so, really looking forward to. So keeping up appearances beside the British show. You know, what do you think she was talking about? Shaving him? What? what? Keeping up what appearances? Well, and that's the whole point. He's like, you don't care about appearances. So what are you really after? Mm-hmm. Because she lied to him and said, oh, we must keep up appearances. Right. He's like, no, you, that's not at all what you do. What do you really want? That's what I'm saying. I think later on, when he did what he did, it's because he knew he had to get back to the shop and try to probably protect Belle and whatever he's got there. Because, again, he knows. He understands. He's also got... Oh, here's an interesting thing. He had the ability to see the future. Right. So, can he still do that? That's a good question. Did it stop when he... When he will be the end of you, will be the right. undoing. undoing yeah. It's a good question. Very interesting. Zelina copied a phrase from Rumpelstiltskin. She said, we're in a new land. Mm-hmm. And remember, Rumpelstiltskin told Regina, in this new land. Mm-hmm. So. Mm-hmm. Uh, she, Zelina called it a land of opportunity. Yes. Yes. And I'm the one that called her an opportunistic person. Yes, very much so. So this is the best land for her, I would guess. Mm-hmm. So yeah, Bell in the pawn shop. It's, uh, it was very interesting that uh, Zelina asked for Mrs. Gold. 
Right. Do you think she knows that she's not married to him? Do you think that if she has any kind of clue about any of this stuff, she already knew that. So, again, Zelina is all about mind games. We've seen that. She's playing mind games with people. She's playing mind games with Regina. She did that in the in the forest. She's doing she did it with Charming. What well, what does that remind you of? What? Mind games. The mind games? Rumple. Mm-hmm. This is in a way Neverland all over again. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So instead of Peter Pan we have Zelina. Yeah. And uh, as we move forward, as we talk about darkest fear, facing fear, being honest, saying it, it's the echo cave all over again. Yeah, I guess in, in a way so, it is. I mean, that was the one thing that really kind of hit me. Just this whole thing was is almost the same again. So, Well, yeah, it is about, I mean, first. We we talked about the different themes we've had and right. you know family and hope and believe. Now, what's the theme for this one? Well, it's facing your fear. Correct. I mean, it's so. gonna. I think that's what the second half of the season is: is believing, yeah. but now it's also facing your fear. So that safe that somehow Zelina knew everything that was in there went and opened it up with her little magic finger. Wait, no, that was Rumple's blood. Okay. Rumple's blood was on her finger. Okay. She kept it on her finger. She didn't wipe it off. She kept it on her finger. So the blood magic, so the blood opened, magic opened the lock. That's well, how she who, did it. But who else has used that and what else was in that safe? Rumple. No. no. What? Ella got the contract out of there. Oh. She got his key and opened it up. Right, right, right. And pulled the contract out. Uh, also, Bay Shaw was in there, if I'm if I'm not mistaken. Right. That's where he kept extremely valuable things. Right. But not the wooden cabinet in the back where he had the talisman for the stuff and all, and the double-sided right. candle and all that. Right. So, okay. Uh, why... Why did Selena wait till she turned around to freeze Belle? I just, I don't know. I think because much like the curse where they lost that year, her freezing her like that with her back turned, it wouldn't have, she wouldn't have been able to remember that it was her. If she saw her face to face, perhaps she would have remembered, well, the last person I saw was her. And that's the thing is that nobody's talking about, hmm, this person, this person. They're not talking about her because she hasn't interacted with all of them yet, but she right. has started to interact with some of them. And because of that, that's where, you know, she hasn't interacted with uh, with Emma. And she may not do that for a long time because of the fact she probably knows Emma will be able to realize that she's lying about everything. There was a joke, uh, and it it almost sounded like they said Halle Berry. <laughs> but no, they said no. Holly Berry. Holly Berry, yeah. Okay, yeah. which is Christmas, sounding. right? Right. Well, also, Holly Berry's it, not for Christmas. This uh, farmhouse grew over by the toll bridge. Yes. So, yeah. Again, we hear about the toll bridge, a very famous place in Storybrooke, and the the troll bridge in Fairy Tale Land. So. That little snippy comment from Hook about Snow, I was kind of floored by that. Remember when she texted uh, Charming and said, well, she needs me there. I got to go meet the the midwife. Right. And Hook goes, you know, some kind of snippy comment. I can't remember what he said. But I was like, wow. Oh. And um, Emma even goes, huh? Oh. What are you saying yeah, that for? Yeah, Hook did say make a snarky comment. Yeah. So... I can't think of like what he she, said. You know, are you always was, in control of him or something? It's, it's always her or something. Anyway. Well, who wants so. to look who wants to be in control or look? Uh, yeah, something like something, that. Something yeah. very snarky. Mm-hmm. And it was very surprising that he would say that. All right. Uh, Robin Hood keeps his family safe by staying in the Queen's Castle. And again, that's another smooth move, boy. I mean, because all he's saying is, no, I want to keep Roland safe by staying in the castle. But actually, he's staying close to Regina. So yeah, yeah. 
He's a smooth operator, that guy. <laughs> That's true. All right. Uh, so they were talking about the feeling of dread, fear. And uh, so I said this cursed land seems like Neverland because there are all the mind games and all this stuff. Robin Hood mentioned Friar Tuck. Yeah. I don't know if we've already seen him, uh, but he mentioned Friar Tuck getting some white moss and it looks like stars on the inside and it's called night root. So, and the place where the night root is grown, mm -hmm. that's part of the forest that's haunted. There's ghosts. Yeah. Or it's haunted by something. Right. And charming said, I'm not afraid of ghosts. Ghostbusters, I guess. Uh, so anyway, Okay, Let me, the, the, my favorite sections of scenes in the whole episode, the midwife meeting at the Charming Loft, Hitchcock 101. Oh, my gosh. Oh, yeah, completely. Fantastic stuff. Yeah. Absolutely incredible. God's eye view, mm -hmm. extreme close-ups. Oh, yeah, yeah. Awesome angles coming up from the, the, the tea cup. Oh, my Bottom gosh. Bottom of the cup, uh-huh. Through the water. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That was Incredible. Mm -hmm. Hitchcock would have been so impressed. Oh, very much so. So, uh, and Zelina knew Johanna, so that's a nice Quote little. She, you know, so she says. Yeah, yeah. Again, how much of this is based on the fact that again, it's what I've been saying. It's the whole usual suspects thing, yep. where she sees things around the room and then just starts commenting on it. Yep. Which, in her case, I think is the she's had the mirror, the magic mirrors. That she's been able the crystal ball where she can watch what's going on. Yep, that's just me. So the the crushed up thing she stole from Gold Shop, I said night Which root. Is night root, yeah, okay. looked exactly like night root. And the way, because what I said, what I noticed was that the way it sparkled like diamonds when it dropped in the cup. I'm like, oh, night root. And then when I saw Charming dig it up later, I went, ah, that's exactly what she pulled out of the jar in. Mm -hmm. I will not sing that Rihanna song. There's a person at work that sings that song over and over and over about diamonds, and I'm not singing that song. About diamonds. I won't do it. Okay. All right. I um, don't think I know that song. So of all, the, song. of all the places in the forest to have a tower, why in the world would you have a tower that's in the part of the forest that's haunted? Yeah, that is kind of wacky. And there's night root right out there, but you're stuck in this tower. Well, think about it. You can get out. Well, what but. she said was that the witch chased her into mm -hmm. the tower. Right. How convenient. She was looking for Nightroot mm -hmm. to assuage her fears. Problem is, is she was taking it, wasn't doing any good, except that it was. And it chased her into the tower. Mm, Methinks that was somewhat probably planned. Yeah. I kept thinking the... Uh, cloaked creature was uh, Rumpelstiltskin. I that's, thought so too for half a second. That's what I kept thinking. Yeah, I kept going there with that in my head as well. So, because that would make sense. But then I was like, wait, not in not in fairy tale world. So I thought it was her. But then I thought in the one that the cloaked one in the forest stalking charming was Rumpel. Right. And it was going to turn out that he was like totally like mad crazy, and then he wouldn't mm -hmm. wouldn't recognize. Rump I don't know. It was. I didn't know where I was going with that. The last two people, well, the last two people, you know, of importance that fought with swords was him and uh, uh, Rumpelstiltskin. Mm. There are probably some other battles oh, with sure. swords, but anyway. All right. Mm -hmm. uh, so Rapunzel uh, lost count of the years that she was in the castle. She's a princess. Her parents are the king and the queen of this realm. Of their, their own realm. Maybe. Their own realm. Mm -hmm. And uh, she mentioned an older brother. Right. And uh, so, but she mentioned that, and Charming said, well, the, my fears come out when I'm sleeping. And she goes, yes, that's right. Yeah. And so it reminded me of Nightmare on Elm Street. Mm. Super. I didn't go there. Yeah. The only time that, 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 you know, your fears really come alive, you know. Uh, is when you're sleeping. Hmm. Great. <laughs> it's a great soundtrack in one of them. guess I'm going to be watching something very amusing before bed tonight, so I don't... Dream Warrior, that's a great song. Yeah, Listen okay, to let's that. Not, let's not go there. All right. 
Let's just keep moving on with this episode. Thank you. All right, you. so Charming tries to rescue her, and the cloaked witch, quote-unquote, mm-hmm. crawls up the tower. Mm-hmm. And so I'm going to take a bit of a segue. Just hold on with me. Is that we saw the ring weird creature looking creature in Once Upon a Time in Wonderland, and then we see some weird cloak thing here. So we see these weird kind of creepy, oh yeah, there's all you know horror film looking things. There's some crazy, crazy creatures in these shows. So um, when they when when they were back at the midwife, you know, meeting part two. She said, well, let's get our fears out in the open. And I wrote, Echo K Part Do. Yeah. For mm-hmm. sure. You know, yeah. So it's just like express a secret, but in this case, it's fears. And so uh, Charming was called Fearless. And that actually came back around when he was uh, facing the cloaked witch. Sure. Uh, so my question was, did the Charming... Well, did Charming switch mugs? That's what I wondered. No. Just like the old Sicilian guy in uh, Princess Bride, you know? Never go against a Sicilian when death is on the line. Or fear is on the line. Right. I don't know. Exactly. So, um, but I guess not. And No, no, no. And, and I thought now is another poisoning story arc, but it didn't last too long. No, I knew I knew Charming was going to have some sort of an effect from whatever she put in there, and I wasn't sure what the night route was going to do. And I thought for a minute there it was going to make him overly brave, mm-hmm. and make him like a little bit loopy and weird and and out of like almost like remember how Snow was when she didn't remember that she loved him mm-hmm. after she took a potion. Yep. I was afraid we were going to get crazy weird Charming from that. Henry did get his ice cream. They promised him ice cream. Oh, yeah. Remember Regina promised? They probably went to Sarah's old-fashioned ice cream. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And I love the scene next to the water and the ducks and the swans probably out there. Mm -hmm. And they were walking along talking. It was really nice. Yeah, it was a nice little scene. And, you know, Regina hears how happy Emma was in New York. And I would imagine that she was wondering, you know, should Emma have just left well enough alone? You know, Possibly. the key was not only was Emma happy, but Henry was happy too. Yeah, but he revealed he really wasn't. Well, you true. know, he, he was, but he wasn't because he was happy that she was happy, right. but that didn't mean he was happy. And he even said, you know, there's all these people, but I you feel alone. alone. Yeah. And, and yeah. that's, that's very different than what Emma believes. She believes he had all these friends, and I'm sure he probably did. But I think there is a part of him that is because of who he is, you know, related to and where he comes from, that mm-hmm. he is uh, still very much the same Henry he was. Yep. And he likes Storybrooke. Yep. But he's very smart, just like Emma, and has figured out that there's more to the story than just, hey, we're here on a case. So he's he's going to pick up on some stuff. He, it's going to be, you know, it's not going to take long for him to start questioning stuff and picking stuff apart and asking questions and somebody's going to spill the beans well regina nicely says henry you're going to have more family than you'll know what to do with you think so i think so i think that's cool that she she recognized that you know she's still rolling with the plan and that's cool she is and she's still rolling with it but i like the fact that she says you know what look no, I know she was lumping herself in in that, but she was actually including everybody because she recognizes yeah. that they are his family and that they are one big happy family, even if they're a little dysfunctional. So Hook likes to use his hook, and Emma just wanted to point that out. Uh, <laughs> well, I love yeah, the line. It's kind of cool. <laughs> I love the line. Uh, hook said, uh, again, we're, I'm courting danger with you. Courting. That was kind of funny. So, yeah. Hook, uh, Hook, and Emma having this discussion, and Hook says, "I'm going to stick to my tail." You know. So it's been, well, because she's looked at him, and goes, "You're lying." Yeah. And her superpower so goes off. Clearly, he probably put himself in grave danger just so he could get back to her, and she she didn't want to hear that, but she does. I think she wants to know that he's put himself out there to try and find his way back to her when Neil. Didn't do any such thing. 
and and he begins a conversation that um, is just where angels fear to tread. Uh, you know, he says, I'm saving you from a loveless marriage. That's a slap in the face to any woman in any situation because, you know, woman's pretty was pretty sure about, you know, how she was feeling. Yeah, but and, they weren't real feelings. Uh, right. But I know, still, but she thought they were. Of course. And, you know, men should never, oh, my God, say that. You know, whether he's a flying monkey or not, I mean, it's just, you just don't do that. You know, and he did. You know, so I imagine he felt pretty, you know, firm in his uh, stance. Very, and so that's what he it's said. very interesting to me. When you get different writers, they're going to write different attitudes and different lines yeah. for the characters. And clearly, the gentleman that wrote this evening's episode has a slightly different attitude for Hook than one that maybe Jane will write for him, where Hook says the right thing, even if he's making a little bit of a dig at Neil, he still manages to say the right things to Emma. So, It was interesting, he said, uh, about Emma said, well, look, you know, you're talking about this because my heart's broken. And he says, if it can be broken, it means it still works. And then it was almost like I saw the wall rising around Emma again. I was like, oh Really? You thought you saw that? Because yeah, I yeah, didn't. I yeah. didn't see that wall. What I saw was her going, okay, all right, all right. I'm going to keep you at arm's length still, but yeah. I'm definitely more open to whatever he's going to do for her, I guess. The farmhouse, and I put dash OMG. I know. They found the farmhouse. Dun, dun, dun. Yep. Well, and here's the thing. I will say this at first. I was kind of surprised when the first scene that we saw where Zelina's walking down there again to do the shaving thing. I'm like, wait a second. It's snowing. Could she really have taken him all the way to Kansas? Because I didn't know if it would snow in Storybrooke. We, I mean, we kind yeah. of have never really seen it snow right there in Storybrooke. It's gotten cold and wet and rainy, but I haven't seen it be snowy. Mm -hmm. And now all of a sudden we're in the middle of some pretty deep snow there. I mean, it wasn't super deep, but it was, it wasn't like a, just a little light dusting. It was a, a good, good snow. And I went, Ooh, you, you do have a good point because the scene previously, there was no snow on the ground at all. Right. Which tells me this is up in the hills, but it is up in the mountains. And that's the whole point was they did go up in the mountains. So technically it makes sense that it would be snowy up there and not down there. Not down in the main town area. But it's funny because relationally, you don't think it's that far away. And it probably is a considerable distance. I wrote, uh, generally scary. This episode had really cool, different kind of zoomy shots with cutting. And, you know, this uh, cloaked witch was kind of peering in and out. And it was uh, generally scary. I, I think they really... This would have been a perfect episode to show around halloween oh it really yeah it would have been a good one it really would have been awesome and i get the whole you know can't go back and this and that but anyway been perfect the sword and the cell phone that was probably (laughs) my favorite scene of all it was just that was hilarious yeah it was kind of funny it was pretty hilarious uh did you see the shrek face in the rapunzel room yeah Yeah, I'll swear it looked like Shrek on one of those little bit. Yeah, posts in funny. her room there. It was funny, and so uh, I I wrote uh, look up charming because there's where the you know the witch was up there. I know outsmarting uh, charming, and when they cut back to the farmhouse and they were looking, you know, around, it reminded me of Silence of the Lambs. Oh, dude! Yeah, great. Thank you. Another thing that. <laughs> Have nightmares about. Uh, honey, we're just covering the episode. And yeah. I'm just bringing up my thing. You know, yeah. Okay. We also saw the bike with the basket. Yeah, we did. Yeah, we did see the famous Dorothy bike or the witch bike with the basket. All right. No Toto, though. Right. That is that is true. Um, no Pongo or Toto. So uh, the storm cellar was brought up and it was noticed. And yes. um, I wonder, because Emma said, okay, well, um, all right, I, I'll, I'll have, you know, I'll, I'll have Henry dropped off at Granny's, you know, and she'll babysit. I wonder how much Granny charges for babysitting. 
Yeah, I, I don't know. She got a crossbow. I really didn't focus on that part, but what I did focus on was the fact that the lock was locked and yeah. she yeah. was ready to just blast it off with a gun. Mm-hmm. And Hook, the smart one, the sensible one for once, goes, uh, she's got flying monkeys flying around. What do you think she's got down there? Yeah, true. Which in reality is worse than flying monkeys, technically, because it's Rumpelstiltskin, Stiltskin, and he's under her spa- under her power. So yeah, in essence, that was much worse. I did put uh, a link to the uh, Pink Panther movie uh, with the scene with the flying minky, uh-huh. or the no, the chimpanzee minky. Okay, so nice, funny, nice. Okay, so when. Uh, Charming pulled the cloak down of the quote-unquote witch and saw mm-hmm. his own face. Yeah. I said, tree cave. You probably heard really? me out there. Tree cave, you bet. Tree cave. You bet. I heard the word tree cave, but is that Star Wars reference you that bet. I'm thinking mm-hmm. of? Okay, and that's exactly what I was thinking of, yeah. the whole mm-hmm. Luke seeing his own reflection in Darth Vader. Yes. in the Yeah, because they were... Because yeah. Yoda said, you know, don't take your weapons. You're not going to need them. And basically, you face what you take in with you, and you face your fear. Right. And that's, you know, Joseph Campbell, Star Wars, and all that. So that's really yeah. what the majority of this was. Yeah. So. Yeah. And uh, so well, the. Because we are our own worst enemies, typically. That's deep. I know. All right. Carry uh, on. So the, the cloaked witch in the Rapunzel. Uh, Castle said, I am her. Tower. Tower. And it had a really weird voice. You know what it sounded like to me? It sounded like the creature that comes out of the water from the wells in Once Upon a Time in Wonderland. So if people are watching that, they'll know what I'm talking about. If they're caught up, they'll know what I'm talking about. The ring ring looking woman. Okay. Super. Yet another (laughs) thing for me to have nightmares about. Awesome. You're killing me with this. All right. So um, Charming did an Anakin sword move with that. You know, straight up sword pointing and stuff like that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And he said, you overcome your fear by facing it. <clears throat> and so when they when they cut, when the hair was cut and it fell down, or no, when, I'm sorry, when Charming grabbed the cloaked witch right. in the Rapunzel... And they flew down and they caught the, the hair. It reminded me of the Temple of Doom rope bridge scene. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah. That I could I could go with. And and the idea of cut it away, that thing that you haven't done, the the thing that you've avoided, cut it away and let it go. And so for Rapunzel, cutting it and letting it go. Yep. So uh and um Charming mentioned that he was frightened of an uncertain future. Yes. How's she doing? She's doing good. Good. Uncertain future. Yeah. Talking about the dog. Sorry. Love is weakness. We've already heard that. And tonight we heard that fear is weakness. Fear is weakness. (laughs) All right. uh, So... Charming said, I'm not afraid, like Luke in Empire Strikes Back, by the way. Mm-hmm. And the yellow bug returns to save the day. Right. It's been a long Char- time. Charming started to give in to that fear. Mm-hmm. And Emma driving up is what gave him the courage to keep moving on. Yep. So in his mind, I'm sure he was thinking, second chance, second chance, second chance. I got to take this. I got to do it now. And that's when he was able to turn around and defeat it. Because, again, she bolstered him. Where if she hadn't shown up, I think he would have caved. I think he would have given in to the fear. Because the, the fear looked at him and goes, just give in. It's easier. Yeah. yeah. And it's true. It's so much easier to give in to the fear than to fight it and fight it off. So I mean, that's true in our own lives, don't you think? When you have a fear, uh, you you t- it's it's so much easier to just give into that fear and let it feed you know feed that fear, like Rumpel said, right. and it'll feed on you. Right, and it's the truth. It's very um, it's it it's very scary actually, but not like yes. horror movie scary. Like, right, it's mind game scary. So charming admitted. Uh, that he was afraid he wouldn't be a good father. Right. And, you know, I am not a father, but I do 
understand this concept of see men men aren't a communal group women are and so when a for the most yeah. part when a woman is pregnant there is a group communal aspect of we want to help around. you we want to you know give you this bridal shower and give you advice and no it's a baby help shower you for out. the baby not I'm the sorry bridal. baby wedding. shower it's baby shower. Baby shower. We, you know, here's all this advice. We've right. been through it. We know what mm-hmm. we're doing. And women do pass on that information. But yes. I don't think fathers do that. No. Men don't do and, that. And, and I think that's the difference here. In the, why, why is that, do you suppose? I, I think men are afraid to admit that they don't know you know what they're doing they don't know what to expect and they just don't like to talk about it they just don't like to talk about it and i think women are very comfortable with talking about feelings and admitting things and you know i just don't know what to do incredibly therapeutic it really is if you i I mean when you get to that point especially if you're a strong person and i i tend to be a very strong person yes most people who know me know that and when you can finally admit something and people still are okay with you there's there's a relief and um a sense of accomplishment right and women i I, it's funny and i just noticed this in real life you know yeah that's true men don't like to admit that they do something wrong they don't like to admit the mistakes or they don't know what or they to don't do. know what to do and it amazes me that they just don't do anything about it and figure that's okay and i like the fact that charming finally said you know i he admitted to mary margaret right he was yeah. a little bit afraid but let, let's really look at, at this clearly how many other fathers are around? Right, there that aren't too could many. help him. Right, there aren't too many. Right, that's that's that's, and that's <clears throat> a different story only because of the fact that there aren't too many around. Rumpel couldn't certainly. No, he's no. been a bad, uh, you know, uh, King George. No, that's not, not so worth much. it. And the rest are dead, pretty, pretty much. Pretty much, yeah. You know, yeah, that is kind of sad, actually. And Bay has been disconnected for so long, right? And not of his own right, 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 choice, right, 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 but, right. you know, because Pinocchio told him to. Right. But, you know, I mean, that that's the thing that really kind of stuck out is just this idea of, you know, just admitting <clears throat> the fear of it. And, uh, you know, the nice thing is, is Snow saying, we're going to do it together. Yeah. Like we've done everything else. Right. Together. And, and. There's nothing wrong with that, but that really doesn't help the the situation because things come from a woman's point of view of what a father should be. And I, I, I just think, <clears throat> you know, I don't know. The, we could go really deep and I don't want to. I just, um, being a father from what I've, seen uh and been a part of not good fathering is uh it's tough and and i would hope that in 2014 that there could be more uh communal help for dads yeah um that's and that's that's kind of where i'll leave it but but i i understand his fear I think the fear is real. Sure. Because there is, you know, there is a maternal instinct, right? Mm -hmm. That's in DNA uh, that that a woman has. But a woman, uh, but a a father does not have a paternal uh, Mm -hmm. instinct, right? And I think the only reason mother, women have a maternal instinct is because women have the ability to actually create the life, carry the life and and bond in a way that men never can. And and I'm not trying to open a a can of worms, but I'm just kind of laying out some things that I feel that are in this episode. Mm -hmm. I am quite sure that there are fantastic men out there. Oh, I know that are stepfathers and fathers that, Maybe adoptive fathers, adoptive fathers Mm -hmm. that maybe never 
thought about it and it just happened and they stepped into the role. So I'm not seeing all fathers. No, 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 no. Gosh, no. But I'm saying that there is a fear that you're not going to do it right. And, and, you know, women find someone somehow, somewhere to give them this advice. And then there's something within their DNA that they just kind of step to. Mm -hmm. And uh, so... Anyway, it was just, it was really important and it's going to be, you know, all the discussions on Twitter and sometimes it was very heated discussions about um, the, the issue of adoption and who's the real mother, the adopted mother or the birth mother. I think being a father is going to be a very interesting discussion. Yeah. I, and, and probably it won't be as is heated heated right or even is discussed mm-hmm. but i'm discussing it here and i'm telling you it is uh, fatherhood needs to be more communal i'll just leave it at that yep okay so uh the green smoke that took away the hilt yeah you definitely that was zelina's yeah. handiwork yeah that did kind of strike me at first i was kind of like why is it green mm-hmm. and i thought Okay, there's something to that, and I just it just I was so caught up in the whole episode, it didn't dawn on me what was going on until I saw it late, uh, right away that she she collected it Why, after Regina mentioned it. Yes, whiter whiter than a fresh sail. Mm-hmm. Hook uses uh, the nautical vernacular terms. of the uh, sea, not a term, yeah, because that's what he's most familiar with. Yep, he's still a sailor. He's a pirate. He's a swashbuckler, which she, I, Emma did refer to his swashbuckling. Well, yeah, but Emma referred tonight to his swashbuckling, which I thought was hilarious. And he kind of goes, that's when he said, yeah, that's my tail. I'm sticking to it. Yep. But yeah, he's going to go with what's familiar to him. And uh, so like we referred to at the beginning, <clears throat> he said it at the end. I was never Emma's father. Right. And uh, Snow said, we're going to do this together. And uh, then at the end, he said, well, we have a nursery to build. Because yeah. re- if you remember, it's all mm-hmm. destroyed, burnt. Right, right. Cora did a wonder on that uh, nursery. Yeah. And so... You mean Regina. Well, Cora too. Yes. Well, Cora. Regina she, and then Cora, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so Regina mentioned that there's a... a symbol of charming's courage was the hilt because mm-hmm. he actually vanquished his the fear. foe or the right. fear mm-hmm. and that was taken by Zelina right and that's what regina said mm-hmm. and so i wrote cowardly lion and then we started talking and maybe zelina is either three instances of the lion the Tin Woodsman, right, and the Scarecrow. Scarecrow, which means she's going for courage. She's already got that. Somebody's heart and somebody's brain. Yeah, I think she needs those three things to do something. Right, right. right. That makes sense. So, especially because they talked about his courage, they made a point of talking about courage. So that just falls nicely in line with Wizard of Oz, and so. I don't know if it's that he is the Cowardly Lion. Maybe she's going to end up giving that courage to who we think is the Cowardly Lion, which is Robin Hood. Right. But again, or maybe he'll eventually get that because he'll need it. I don't know. But what's so, interesting is is that because David already has courage. Right. That's just a symbol of it. Doesn't mean his courage is lost. But Regina said it was it was powerful, and it it's is powerful. No question what, about that. What it represents, that. yeah, right. But yeah. having a representation of that courage, which is strong, who's got the strongest heart now? Is she going to go? She's she's clearly going after Snow. Yeah. So who's got the brains, Belle? Mm, yeah. I bet you she's going to go after Belle at some point. Well, you she watch. already has kind of a little bit. But you watch, she's going to go after Belle again for something. So I wanted to kind of clearly articulate this, our our, our theories that are many. Uh-huh. <laughs> One is that Zelina is representing all three characters of the Lion, the Tin Woodsman, and the uh, uh, Scarecrow. Scarecrow. And so she's collecting these three, or she's collecting them to give them away, just kind of 
like we were just had mentioned. Which would actually be used for something evil, not good. Then she would represent either all three characters or she is the Wizard of Oz herself. Bestowing these upon these right. other but again for people. nefarious purposes, not for, right, for anything right. good. Sure. So, so my 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 assumption is is that she needs these three items to accomplish whatever it is that she needs to do. She's not giving them to anybody. She's taking them from the people who have them, right. and not because she wants to give them away. She's going to take them and she's going to use them as you know, kind of collecting the you know when she's. It's kind of like the fifth element. Yeah. Once you right. get the you know the elements, now you got to get the fifth element. And the baby, a, the baby's the fifth element, and per- perhaps that's the key. Is the baby's the key? Yep. Yep. Or maybe the baby is the heart. That's uh, you know, Snow's, wow. Snow's heart. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because yeah. that'll be her new, her new. That's where her new passion lies. Yeah. Her new compassion is going to be on that. So Snow is a very compassionate person. So me thinks Snow's in, next in line to have something. And the baby, and then maybe the heart's going to be the last thing that will be collected because the baby is the is the thing she's going to collect. Yeah. yeah, I mean, this all could play out where Zelina is going to take the courage. She already has that. Now she's got to get the brains, which is Belle, right? Right. All the books, the book knowledge, the knowledge, and all that. And, right? Yep. She's got to get that somehow, right? And then the next thing would or be, Rumple. Maybe she already has the brain. Maybe, maybe. Possibly. Then the third thing would be waiting for the baby to be born, in which case then the baby will be the heart. Right. And that's when she'll, when she's got all three, that's when she gets to wreak revenge on everybody or yeah. whatever she's doing. When they threw open the door to the storm cellar, it reminded me of uh, Fargo. Just the snow and the gun and hmm. uh, Emma with that uh, knit cap on. It's just, I mean... Obviously, she's not pregnant, but it just, I don't know, it just reminded me of Wish she's a sheriff, though. Yeah. What's funny yeah. is I've never actually seen that movie, so. I, I think you like it. It is not uh, for the faint of heart. No, I'm sure it's But not. Steve Buscemi's in it, and it's, okay. it's a pretty good movie. Yeah. All right. Uh, so Regina talked about dark magic and about sensing dark magic. And mm-hmm. uh, then we have another tip of the hat to Hitchcock when... Charming pulled on that light and it turned on and yep. you know uh, it, ex- it it exposed exposed the, uh, the spinning, spinning wheel. wheel yeah and you know who who do we know that turns straw into gold can spin straw into gold and rumple still a golden straw yeah piece of golden straw that was amazing and Regina smiled. Yeah, so she she's did. She's happy about. Oh, she's thrilled. Rumpel returning because she kn- she knows with Rumpel she can defeat Zelina. Yeah, undoubtedly. Yeah. But again, she doesn't realize Zelina has the dagger. She doesn't realize that. Because remember, she told Zelina that he's dead back mm-hmm. in um, back in the Enchanted Forest bef- in, during the year that they were they were gone. She told her that. Rumpel was dead mm-hmm. and Zelina acted like she was disappointed. So either she realized, okay, now I got to go figure out what happened to him or she already knew he wasn't really dead because she already had him. Mm-hmm. So it'll be interesting to see what's going on. What's really going on with this. All right. Uh, that's it. This is the end of the episode. And I don't like to talk to, Personally, on the uh, first thoughts, but I'll save it to the end. Uh, we had a bit of a little scare today with Lady, and uh, we took her to the vet. Uh, it it kind of looked like she had an allergic reaction or she had an epileptic, some kind of seizure or something. Uh, but they checked her out of the vet, and she is fine, mm-hmm. according to the vet. So we're keeping a close eye on her. So that's... Uh, you know, she's our first dog lady she you know, is. on this uh, wonderful pirate ship of Once Upon a Time fan podcast. So, yep. anyhow, that's uh wanted to let you know that. Mm-hmm. And um, I want to send big love out to everybody and uh, take what you need and uh, pass it on. And uh, we will be talking at you soon. Yeah. 
And uh, so send in your emails, send in your voicemails, uh, or call in your voicemails, and uh, tweet us on Twitter, and uh, status post us on Facebook. Uh, those are These are our first thoughts, and we yeah. want to know yours. So uh, thank you so much, and we will be talking at you soon. Bye. See ya. My name is Al. And I'm Joyce. And we're, we're huge, huge Disneyland, Disneyland fans. fans. In fact, we love the Disneyland Resort so much, we host a podcast dedicated to the happiest place on Earth to share that passion with others. That's right. On our show, Tales from the Mouse House Disneyland Podcast, we share current resort news, some tips and tricks we've learned over the years to help make your Disneyland Resort vacation the most magical experience ever. We uncover little-known and often-overlooked gems we like to call hidden treasures and even review the attractions and places to eat that make the Disneyland Resort so much fun. And if that wasn't enough, we even share some video episodes to help keep you in that Disney magic state of mind. If you're a longtime fan of the Disneyland Resort or you've just recently discovered the magic, this podcast is for you. You can find Tales from the Mouse House Disneyland Podcast at www.talescast.com and in iTunes. And remember, make, make it, it a, a Mickey, Mickey day. day. Well, mates, thank you for joining us for the Once Upon a Time Fan Podcast. This be a Roni's own media production. We want to hear from you. Our website be onceuponatimepodcast.com. Our email be feedback at onceuponatimepodcast.com. Our voicemail line be 657-333-0626. So let us know what you thought of tonight's episode. And keep a ruddy eye for our main show coming in a few days. So tell other oncers that this be the place to be. Until we sail again, big love to you all, and we'll see you later. With the good eye, of course.